0: The O'Brien and Doug podcast is presented by Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road, Presque Isle, Maine. For all your heavy truck and light-duty car service needs, contact Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center at 207-764-7300. Got a comment or suggestion for the podcast? Drop us an email at o'brienanddoug@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: Shut up! Will you shut up? Oh, now we see the violence inherent in the system. Shut up! Oh. Come and see the goodbye, it's in the system, help, help, I'm being repressed, bloody
2: pleasant. Welcome to the fun dungeon.
1: <laughs> O'Brien and Doug, welcome to the O'Brien and Doug podcast. Look, you stupid bastard, you've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look, just a flesh wound.
0: And welcome to another edition of the O'Brien and Doug podcast. I'm
2: O'Brien. I am Douglas. How you doing, Doug? hey i'm good man how's it going i'm all right you look great yeah so do you you're like fabulous yeah thanks <laughs> all
0: right we got a cool podcast tonight um so we uh i think you
2: know, we, we have a cool podcast every night man. well that's true
0: that's true but uh it was pretty cool because uh joko our guitar player uh commented on one of our promos i think the promo for last week and he said you guys have so much fun i want to be on again and we're like how about Monday? So, and so he's go. uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, hook up with uh, asking
2: he shall receive. We're gonna call hook us, up with Joko
0: us. in just a couple of minutes, and we're gonna do the Common Crossing song of the day and climbing the wall of tunes with Joko. So this should be fun. For Yay hey <laughs> Hold on one second. Let me get my headphones. No, no, we've waited long enough.
3: Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's been a day, guys.
0: <laughs> a Monday at that.
2: How you guys doing? Oh, well, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: We don't play music for a living, so I mean. Yeah, well, so that means you have an income, is what you're saying. Right. <laughs> we kind of were talking about that before you came on. Was uh, I know we've ta- we talked about it before, but uh doesn't seem to be any end in sight with this COVID thing. So are you like, uh, I think I talked to your dad uh, a while back. I saw him in Ruby's and uh, he said that you've been working odd jobs and stuff.
3: Yeah, I've just been kind of like doing a little bit of this and that to like stay afloat. Yeah. Um, I have taken a few gigs. Like I did that one uh, weekend in like Ohio, or I did a week in Ohio, uh, put in Bay or whatever. Yep. Um, that place that they had the huge outbreak. <laughs> you were there. Yeah, I was there the, the same weekend. It was super fun. Nice. Um, there is Broadway gigs, but only at certain bars um, that are like so far away from uh, tables. The stages have to be so many like square feet so they can have like four people on stage while social distancing. Yep. we'll see how it all shakes out. I don't know. The good thing is, is that concerts at the level that I play at are going to be the first thing that do come back. So I'm not like at an arena tour, which would totally screw us over because that's probably not. They're thinking that arena tours and like huge festivals aren't even going to be back next year.
0: Really?
2: That blows, man. That blows.
0: Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. So let's get down to brass tacks we do a couple of uh, things you know about the wall of tunes we'll get to that a little bit mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. um but we're doing this new feature uh which i i don't know if you have you listened to the podcast in the last couple times
3: uh yeah i listened to one like two ago i think
0: okay uh so you know we're doing the common crossing song of the week uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah okay so we're we're gonna let you pick that i think right doug
2: Ooh. Yes. Okay. So before, the guest always picks.
0: Before we do that, we talked about what we want to uh, kind of make a list of, and I think we agreed on our five favorite guitar players. Are we yes. doing them in order, or are these in, in random order?
3: I think it should be random order. I didn't put mine in order.
0: Okay, I'm going to be on Doug's five. side. Okay, you yeah. guys can do them random, and just know that when I do mine, they're in order. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right the guest goes first okay i didn't write mine down so i'm just kind of like winging it i'd say my top five my favorite guitar players
0: steve lukather okay oh, hey doug do you have that yeah. on your list nope okay i do okay tell me about, I, uh, tell me why steve lukather
3: man because i don't think you can list i you could like put you could go listen listen to the radio and I, if you picked anything from before like probably 95 98 back at least 20 years i don't think you could listen to two songs consecutively and not hear him playing guitar. It's so true. So there's a conversation to be made that Quincy Jones and Steve Lukather and the rest of the guys from Toto are as much a part of the Michael Jackson sound as Michael Jackson's voice is.
0: No question, because people don't know that. And it's not just Michael Jackson. Christopher mm. Cross, Boz Skaggs, yeah. their, their whole catalog. I shouldn't say their whole catalog because they did use other musicians. But the majority of the catalog is Toto. Yeah,
3: Yeah. So I think that says volumes about a player's ability and also their versatility and professionalism. I think that's something that's often overlooked with a lot of these people is that you can be a great instrumentalist and player, but especially being in the world that I am in now, being like a professional and being able to work with other people is super important as well. So like, like egos and like uh, or a lack of having one right. is super important too. And I think that like speaks uh, loads about Steve Lukather. Yeah, and-
0: yeah, no, Lukather's on mine on my list as well, and for all the same reasons that that you just listed. So uh, we'll skip me and we'll go to Doug. Give me another guitar player, Doug.
2: George Lynch. George Ooh. Lynch
0: oh yeah we were big docking fans back in the day weren't we huge yeah yeah so
2: joko you met him
0: saw him him anyway he's an angry man he's an angry man
2: (laughs) yeah so when you when you told me that story i was kind of like it kind of took some of the shine off of him but Mm -hmm.
0: but his catalog though i mean and what he's done i mean that's that's pretty impressive
2: i i can't get technical like you guys because you guys I just like George Lynch. I just I've always liked I've always liked Doc and therefore I like George Lynch. Cool looking guitars too. Cool. Oh yeah, he's guitars. always my favorite one was always that skeleton one. Yeah, he played mm-hmm. in the uh Dream Warriors in, video.
3: George Lynch should be number one because that man saved people's lives. And broke chains with guitar solos. <laughs> Anybody watching this that has no idea what I'm talking about, just go watch the "Breaking the Chains" music video yeah. from the late eighties. <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing! He like does the guitar solo and he's like breaking chains.
2: My favorite, my favorite is when him and Jeff Telson do the jump off the stage. Yes, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like two inches. It's like.
3: Well, there's the drummer, too. It's like a full drum kit, and he's just standing in the back beating his sticks together. Yeah, I know.
0: (laughs) Oh, production, oh production value from the 80s, right?
2: Oh, I love it. Real. I love it.
0: <laughs> All right, so we got Steve Lukather and George Lynch. Go back to you, Joko. Undeniable, I might get some hate for this. John Mayer. Uh, oh,
2: I, don't, I, I don't never th- even thought of John Mayer, man. I don't think
0: you'll get hate for that. No. Uh, uh, he's not on my list, but um, he probably should be. He's uh, he's a Stevie Ray Vaughan freak. I mean, he loves some, oh, yeah. some SRV. That's what he was uh, uh, really, really into when he was coming up as a player. And you can tell but he's got his own thing, man. And, um, he, he does Hendrix too. Like nobody's business. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. yeah.
2: He does a great cover of bold, uh, Axis bold as love.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know. No grief for that, man. John Mayer is amazing. And I, I really have come to appreciate too.
3: Um, as of recently, I've gotten a lot really into like production value and like the job a producer does and how, how those things go into building a song too. Um, and, I think John Mayer is, as a guitar player, unreal, has incredible voice, touch, vibrato, like his phrasing is unreal. Um, His ability to play and play a solo and sing in that like a la Hendrix vibe at the same time is unreal. I also think he is an incredible, incredible songwriter. I agree. I think I would say one of the top three greatest songwriters of like my generation. I, I would agree with that.
0: Yeah. I don't think he's known for his songwriting. I mean, he's had had hit songs, right? But think Mm -hmm. about what this guy has done. He came out as a a straight-up pop, acoustic-type singer-songwriter, right? And then Mm -hmm. he put out a couple of albums and had lots of hits from those albums, which is not easy to do.
3: Right, especially in a time where the game was sucked up by your dave matthews bands right. like your your modern day fish jam band kind of thing
0: exactly and, and then a, and a pop star arose you know and then what did he do left turn left turn and he put out a blues album mm-hmm. and just surprised <clears throat> the hell out of everybody and i mean gained a lot of new fans and then he mm-hmm. went and then he went back and he did like a uh what was that one um born and raised the americana born album. and raised was americana like f- almost folk or like california like fleetwood mac type mm. you know stuff mm-hmm. right uh, yeah very bay area americana thing and then he went back and he did another pop album i mean i mean it's he's very versatile and an amazing player and i, I agree a fantastic songwriter yeah to you brian to me, Good okay, choice. so uh, this is uh, along the lines of George Lynch, uh, because uh, Doug just said George Lynch because he likes George Lynch. Ooh, I, I'm so excited. I, uh, my number five, Steve Lukather wasn't my number four, okay, my number five because as a kid coming up as a player. I I stole a lot from this guy Richie Sambora. I knew you were going
3: to
2: have him on your oh. list. Oh yes, <laughs> that's
0: why I didn't. That's why I didn't put him on mine, because I knew you were going to have him. Oh yeah, yeah. Richie Sambora to me, he started out as, um, uh, of course, it was it was pop rock, right? It was. Uh, all, they oh call, yeah. The, I mean, they fit into the hair metal mold, but they weren't hair metal really. It was. They were just a. They were just a rock and roll band. Um, but all the pomp. Uh, of of that eighties era, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he did a lot of whammy bar tricks and stuff like that, and it was very impressive. But then, uh, like in the early nineties, actually when he first put, he put out his first uh, solo album, very bluesy and very soulful. Uh, and every, actually, every album except for his last album, uh, or actually <clears throat> his last solo album, um, was very soulful and 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 bluesy. The last solo album that he did was. A little off the mark for me. I mean, there were some uh, some really cool songs on there, and then what he was doing with Orianthe uh, w- was good but wasn't Richie as far as I'm concerned.
3: That uh, last Richie album sucked because I think it was mastered or mixed terribly.
0: Well, the very first song, I mean, would you put the uh, uh, burn that candle down or something like that? Yeah, it's just it's it's over modulated or something. It's just I don't know if it was a supposed supposed recording technique that w- made it modern or something i don't know it just didn't sound good um again mm-hmm. there were some good songs on there but i just didn't like the way they were put together uh i agree that being said his second album um undiscovered soul had uh amazing songs and it was don was was the producer of that one and um just really really soulful really bluesy um and and i kind of formed me as a player really um Mm. so uh, richie sambor is my number five
3: like it
2: doug. doug eddie van halen we all knew we were going to get there surprisingly of course we're going to get there
0: surprisingly eddie is not on my
3: list i'm not surprised by that actually really because you and i it so many little things of my life just like stick out from <laughs> moments in common crossing and one very distinct one is when we went to when we were going to that first ever trip to uh, Massachusetts to play for Shane's family, yeah, my first ever gig. And we were in a hotel and you and I were sharing a bit and you asked me, who do you think the greatest guitar player ever is? And I was like, Eddie Van Halen. Da, da, da. You were like, yeah, what about Brent Mason? And like all these other people. And ever since then, I was like, Eddie is incredible for what he was. Oh yeah. And I can go on and on for hours about Eddie, but there are, are other incredible players that are overlooked because of that. That being said, Doug, this is your part, so you talk. Yeah, you talk.
2: I don't have any, I don't have anything to say. I just like Van Halen. <laughs> and there's nothing. And there's
0: nothing wrong with that. I I agree. Mm-hmm. A- Eddie Van Halen changed guitar. I mean, uh, oh yeah. like like Jimi Hendrix changed guitar, like Jimmy Page changed guitar. Eddie Van Halen came out and 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 changed it. My issue with Eddie, and I love you know I love Van Halen and and um have everything that they've ever put out. Um, and I trying to play what Eddie plays but see the thing is is Eddie is Eddie and mm-hmm. he's a genius but Eddie
3: speaks his language super super well yes but you can't he he's not bilingual
0: yeah Here's a here's a perfect example and I think we've had this conversation before. Uh-huh. VH1 had a had a, a show on one time and it was a it was like a garage band I think it was what it was called and Paul Schaefer from David Letterman's band was in it um a bunch of other players uh Richie Sambora was in it uh and Eddie Van Halen which Eddie Van Halen doesn't usually do stuff like that but he was there. Smoking on stage. Yeah, right. And so they were playing some old song. It wasn't Mustang Sally, but it was something no, like. No, it was that. like it was like Wild Thing or something. Wild Thing, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so they're pointing at each other and say, Richie, take a solo. And Richie did a solo, and it fit. It was perfect. It was it. it he made it pocket work.
3: bluesy. Yes, made yeah. it
0: work within the song. And then Eddie took a solo, and it was Eddie, and it didn't fit. Uh, it was doing tapping, and it was just lots of lots of uh, squeals and and. I mean, he's a great player, but I'm not going to say one trick pony because that's not the right term. He is so inventive with the guitar. Mm. Uh, you know, he does like I mean, you think of Cathedral and you think of all these other things. I mean, he's so he's so inventive. So I don't want to say one trick pony, but it's Eddie. He's got his thing. Like what you said, he speaks his language very well, but he he's he's not bilingual. He's not versatile. Or at the least-
3: one thing I will say about. Eddie on a positive cause there's so many positive things. I think like we're dogging on him a little bit right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Yep. which I don't want it to come across that way because I do agree with Brian, but I don't like the thing that I think that gets me about Eddie still to this day, more than anything else, that dude's rhythm guitar playing oh,
0: right. is unreal. Right. Well, I mean, he's playing both rhythm and lead at the same time. I mean, it's right. And his sense of swing, like if you listen to him and Alex,
3: like that, their pocket is so tight. Yep. Like, especially the beginning of, uh, dngca, d- uh I'm the one, that whole song is swung the whole way through and it is groovy as hell. Like right. it, I mean, he's on another level when it comes to that stuff. Right. Um, thanks for bringing that up, say, Doug. Yeah. Thank- no problem. That's what I'm <laughs> here for. Uh, um, I was going to mention Eddie, but I think I'm going to abridge my list now and not mention Eddie because <laughs> we just talked about it for a while. So, okay. My next one, Oh, I'm, I'm a little torn. I'm going to say, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Brad Paisley. Oh, he was on my list, dude. He is. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And this is almost not fair because I want to like, like pull like just chicken pickers in general into a category. Yep. But I really, really like Brad Paisley for a lot of reasons. I like the way he's like modeled his career again. I think his songwriting is incredible. He does a really, really good job. I think of like, making the guitar sound quirky yeah. because he like does these like little, like normally when you hear a guitar lick, you're like, Oh, that's a guitar lick. Like, I know what that sounds like. That's like Chuck Berry did. Uh, Brad Paisley will do this, like this, like big thing. And you're like, what the, bleep? right. Like, what did he just do? <laughs> and it, it's it just, just so cool. And it fits him and his image <sighs> and what he does. Oh yeah. And he's also so capable of putting on that like studio musician hat and going and playing like some, like totally different thing like he can play van halen like he can, he can, he can play there's like great video of him doing hopper teacher he can you know do the classic rock stuff he has such great tone and touch and i he also was somebody that like shaped me as a musician i am today transitioning from like being a really really into 80s rock and hair metal and going to the world i'm in now of like country and like that stuff he was very instrumental in like that transition me learning to play old Alabama with you guys was such a big step for me and like the current journey I'm on.
0: Yeah. Interestingly enough, uh, Brad Paisley will tell you himself that when he was a kid, he was into all that hairband stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, he was into Van Halen, obviously yeah brad paisley is is right up there as well he's not in my top five but uh he's unbelievable i mean I, i've seen him in concert i think i know you have you've seen him like up close mm-hmm. like really up close yeah and the the sounds that he pulls out oh of that, that thing. was so cool
3: that was so cool
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> the uh the sounds that that he pulls out of that thing and and he's got such a a cool tone and sound too mm-hmm. with all the the amps and stuff that he used dr z amps or whatever those things are mm-hmm. um,
3: and it's evolved so much too which has been a it's cool to listen to like yeah. the transition of He's albums kind of the gearhead oh big time
0: yeah what do you think doug a oh, brad paisley what oh you had did brad paisley read... on your list i feel like this I is did. a conversation between between joko and i well
2: i i told you that i wasn't gonna have much to contribute because this is not my my milieu
0: <laughs> i'm down to come back for the drummer conversation yeah just so <laughs> Uh, let's go. Okay. So my next one. So, uh, Richie Simba was number five, Steve Lukather number four, uh, kind of in the same vein as you Joe for my number three. I know where you're going. Uh, yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta have a, a chicken picker in there, but he's also, oh, we very, all know who you're going to say. He's also very soulful. Uh, and just, uh, I think his wife talks about every time his fingers touch the guitar, it, they cry. Um, yeah, it's Vince Gill. <laughs> yep.
3: he's another one that i didn't put on my list so i was like i know this is going to come up so i'm not even going to like i'm not going to double dip here yeah you know?
0: yeah for sure hmm. i mean i don't even know if i have to uh, elaborate vince gill i've been a fan of vince gill for a very long time and i think uh well i mean his multiple grammys and stuff like that speaks for itself but his his guitar mm-hmm. playing he's well known i mean you tell me Joko. i mean he's well respected In Nashville for his playing,
3: it's it's really really funny because I meet a lot of guys, uh, especially players that are my age, um, that are like in the game and busy and working a lot. Um, And everybody is big fans of like the '80s stuff. And I meet so few musicians my age that are like hip to Vince Gill, really. And yeah, it's very very surprising because to me he was in the same boat as like Brad Paisley. For me, it's like when I was learning to do, starting to learn country stuff like I was like
2: Vince Gill is like what even is going on here. Mm. Vince Gill was the Brad Paisley of the 80s.
3: Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. I fell in love with like his his songwriting and his singing and like just the way he plays too. Like man, the guy can rip. You you know when Chet Atkins is calling into a TV show to request Vince Gill play Oklahoma Borderline?
0: Not only that, Vince Gill played on an Alice Cooper album. Yes.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. They met
0: through golf. Yep. Yep. Absolutely.
3: (laughs) I, um, funny enough. Um, I have done some odd jobs and helped a friend over on East Nashville who is Alice Cooper's personal assistant. Yep. And so we were, (laughs) yeah, we were painting his house, his uh, basement one day. And I was like, man, tell me a little bit about like and Vince Gill. Like how, how did that all go down? He's like, they just met on the golf course. I was like, that's cool. And he's like, yeah, Vince actually played a song on one of their and uh, uh played a guitar on one of the albums and I was like, that's really cool. And he's like, Yeah, you will not believe the hell we went through trying to get the players in the band to learn that guitar part. <laughs> 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 and I was like, Really? That was super surprising to me because that's just such a like a world away from yeah. like, the Alice Cooper, you know, like yeah. playing that style is totally different. It's cool. Uh
0: okay, Doug.
2: James Hetfield. Ooh, Ooh,
0: interesting yeah because most people would think kirk hammett but no james hetfield plays
2: a lot of the especially the rhythm stuff i mean he's known for that jackhammer right hand you know what i'm saying
3: uh-huh
2: uh-huh you know he's got
3: lead chops as well yeah like, he does uh what's that one song uh uh <sighs> he played the whole intro to it um nothing else matters uh yes no, I totally agree.
2: I mean, he's not just a metal guy. I mean, they did that mm-hmm. uh, they did that version of uh, Tuesday's Gone by Leonard Skinner.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Remember... it's you. It's you.
3: Okay. So this is where it starts getting dicey cuz there's a lot of people that I want to involve that I haven't and Joe Bonamassa.
2: Yep. Oh, I forgot about Joe Bonamassa.
3: I'm going to send this one out to Jay Green. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I think Bonamassa, um, though quirky and weird is again, and I think I'm, I'm the things that I'm noticing are reoccurring, uh, I'm noticing that are happening, reoccurring a reoccurringly. Uh, words are hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really like guitar players that are great guitar players because there are great songs. And I think that's something that's important to note is that Derek trucks can be Derek trucks. But without the Almond Brothers or the incredible songwriting of Tedeschi Trucks, do yeah. you really care?
0: That's a good point. Yep. that's. You a know, good it's one. like
3: think about all these crazy, crazy musicians that are busking in like Europe. That you see videos of them playing like Sultan's a Swing at like 360 BPM and just tearing it up. And it's like people just walking by, like, okay, whatever. Yep. But you hear Brad Paisley sing just just anything it's like oh wow like that means something and then the guitar playing like adds to the whole thing right so i think the same thing with joe bonham also like yes he can shred and he's unreal and he like his work in black country communion and his solo stuff is unreal um but i think his songwriting is also super super good i think it's gotten better over time yeah but um he's another one that's like really shaped me as a player He's a cooler. He's a uh, an interesting evolution of that Eric Johnson style of playing that I really, really. Um...
0: Yeah, I mean, we could make a a long list because because both Eric Johnson and Joe Bonamassa and Phil X would be on my list if it was if it was longer than than five yeah five players yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, I would put Steve Warner on there. I would put all kinds of other you know uh, other yeah. guitar players on there. Uh, was he on your list, Doug? No, nope. you, you said you forgot about him, right?
2: Yeah, I totally forgot about Joe Bonamassa. All mm-hmm.
0: right, well, who do you got next? BB King ha, ha, ha. Ooh. see now I debated I debated whether I was gonna put BB King on here because mm-hmm. uh I just I was telling Doug before I just got done watching again his documentary uh the life of Ryan oh yeah um and he's also one of my favorites but tell me you go Doug tell me about BB King
2: I like BB King <laughs> <laughs> I can't get technical like you guys can because why does you? okay tell you just, me, just about... tell me why you like him I, I don't know. It's just the feel thing. You know, it's the blues mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I mean, he is king of the blues, man. And the, you know, when he plays Lucille, man, you feel it, you don't, you don't just hear it, but you're feeling the music. You know what I'm saying? So no,
0: no question
3: that man can say more with one note than most people can say with the whole concert. It's so true.
2: He's just, he, he was a phenomenon, you know?
0: All right, Joko. Yeah. I you got, one left. You got one left. Go ahead. I got two left. Okay. How'd that work? Well, that's because you just went to Doug instead of going to you. Yeah. Oh.
3: So it's up to It's you now. And then back. Yeah.
0: Oh, so it's me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So we were speaking about saying, uh, saying more with one note, uh, than a lot of people say with many notes, uh, you got to put Clapton in there. Ooh. Wow. Clapton's my number two. I'll
3: there take that. I'll take that. Yep. I mean, that's undeniable. Truthfully. Yeah. Like if you think about the catalog of work, the different bands that he played in yep. the revolution, yep. arguably he started.
0: Yep. I mean, I would say you know, a lot of the stuff that he's put out lately is is not my favorite. I I, I like yeah. Clapton in his prime, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I still you know he's a heavy influence on on my playing for sure.
3: Yeah, no, I I, I agree with that. Um, okay, my number my number one,
0: okay, Nuno Betancourt. Yeah, <laughs> again, yep, 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 yep. He would be on my list, but he's he's not my top five. Yeah, uh, yeah, unbelievable.
3: The thing for me is that uh, coming into, like, the 80s of, like, being, like, Van Halen's the best thing in the whole world, da, 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 da And then, like, you've shown me other players since. Like, um, uh, What's-His-Face from White Lion. Um, oh, Vito Brada. Vito Brada. Yeah. And, like, all these other cats. But to me, like, I went through, like, a religious experience listening to porn or graffiti. Like, when I was training for my first marathon, I'd listen to that album on repeat on my iPhone on the treadmill. So, like, I know literally how far that is, like – Track four. I'm at like two and a half miles.
0: Hold that thought. Like,
3: <laughs> that whole Porn and Graffiti album is unreal. I to this day, and I will, I will die on this hill. Think that is the best, one of the best rock albums front to back, ever done. If you listen to it, it's recorded pretty much like a real, like live band. It just
0: rocks oh for sure and he comes he comes from the Eddie Van Halen school though where you play rhythm and lead because you know you're the the one guitar player and you got to make it work and uh you got to make it sound like you don't notice that something dropped out right you know what I mean you got the rhythm section behind you and you got to fill it and 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 he he's amazing all right I got so we Doug we have all of yours right because you there was a couple that were doubled okay so my last one I don't know if you can guess my last one Doug probably can uh, my number one. Any, any guesses?
3: I don't know where to go because if it was songwriting, I know you'd go with like John Hyatt. This one might. Leads. This one
0: might throw you, Joko. I, I think Doug will get it, but um, I don't know. Hit hit me with it. Mark Knopfler. Oh wow!
2: Uh, okay. Yeah, I should yeah. have thought of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mark
0: Knopfler is my number one. My favorite guitar player of all time. I don't know what it is. Um he does huh? the last the last few things you know, last albums that he's done are very folk uh mm-hmm. but he's he he just has this touch uh with the guitar yep. that uh I have tried to emulate for years. Um and it's like Eddie, I mean, he does his thing. You know, he's he speaks mm-hmm. that language, but Martin Offler is an old soul and I just and, and he's got a lot of he's got a very Celtic influence in some of his playing. Um, and a lot of jazz, there's a lot of jazz chords and in, in a lot of Dire Straits stuff. Uh, yep. uh when people think of Mark Knopfler, they think of, uh, Dire Straits, right? And then, and then yep. the Brothers in Arms album. Well, that was just one album. When they broke, broke through with Money for Nothing, that was just one song that sounded like mm-hmm. that. The rest of the album mm-hmm. didn't sound like that. Um, the rest of the album was amazing uh brothers in arms extreme doesn't sound like more than words you know exactly right (laughs) but but, am i wrong doug brothers in arms what an amazing album and what an amazing song one of the best albums ever oh yeah that song too brothers in arms is is
2: uh yeah i love that song oh yeah it's
0: beautiful it's it's just a beautiful talk about melodies this is a guy who's composed music for motion picture and Mm. and uh he is has a way with with melody and and so yeah mark Knopfler is my number one Love it. Yeah. Love it. All right, so we're like way over time. So uh, let's uh, let's ah. jump right to, let's see how how quickly we can do these. Uh, let's jump right to the Common Crossing song of the week. Joko, sure. uh, since you are the guest this week and you are a technically a member of the band Common Crossing, um, what song would you like to feature? Actually, no, you have to pick it in your head and we have to try and guess what it is. So you have to tell us about it.
3: It is uh probably my favorite one to play live with you guys um i think it is a a great representation of like a three-minute pop song but like it works incredibly incredibly well the guitar solo that you did in the studio brian is awesome it like fits the song perfectly um it's very melodic and lyrical the groove is great all the way throughout uh the intro is just like rock but like has that like 90s it, it reminds me of a band, but I don't want to say it because then you're going to know exactly what it is. Um,
0: I think I am I have a guess. Doug, do you have a guess?
2: Yeah, I think so. Go ahead. Is it just to be with you? No. Close, oh, though. okay.
0: I'm going to say it's Midnight Girl.
2: Yes, it's Midnight Girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would have been my second one, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that
3: it has, like, a very Gin Blossoms vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can not And I that. think
0: that's so cool. Uh, yeah. You know yeah. what's cool? I don't know if you've ever... Yeah, you may have played this with us. When we do that acoustic... Uh, we slow it down and it oh, and, really? and the chorus has like a like a groove to it and it's it's even more fun to play than than when we play it as a full band. It's 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 like uh it, um She's a midnight girl. Do 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 right? It's that's cool. It might not be that slow, but I mean it's it's definitely got a groove uh when we when we play it acoustically. Yeah. It was very heavily influenced by John Hyatt. Uh, bel- yeah. Believe it or not, yeah. I was I was listening to his perfectly good guitar album, and um was trying to write something along those lines. And my wife worked all day, and I stayed home with uh, Olivia for the first couple of years of her life. And so she'd come home, and I would be tired, and um I would try and do some music. I would come to bed at like eleven, twelve o'clock, or whatever it was, and she'd be wide awake, and she'd be want to tell me about her day. <laughs> so she, she wanted to talk all the time So she likes to stay up late So you listened Yeah <laughs> She likes to stay up late most every night And talk about old times uh, And in an ordinary situation I might complain about the time you know, um, you know I'll just play the song This was recorded on our uh, debut album Which took many years to record uh, In 2010 Which you weren't on, Joko
2: hmm. So it's correct uh, <laughs>
0: Uh, so this is Midnight Girl, the <laughs> Comic Crossing Song of
2: the Week. <laughs> she likes to
1: still play most every night and talk about old times and In any ordinary situation I might complain about the time When she lets me see the side of her that I know she tries to lie I just have to sit back and laugh out loud cause this the best work at night. Midnight girl, she makes sure the bed bugs don't bite. Midnight girl makes me feel alive. She makes the hours fade away till it's another day. August moon, but not quite as high. They got a lot in common. Cause she lights up the sky. She don't let a hard day get to her. She just lets it slide by by. And with every little innocent kiss, she sure. To She picks up and shuffles around the place She thinks about last evening And then she kisses me on the face She says, what have you got planned for today? Can I come along? I said, I'll probably just sit right here at home And write you another song
0: That's of course Midnight Girl, the Comic Crossing Song of the Week. Uh chosen by Josh Kovach. One thing I would like to do is re-record a lot of those songs uh with Josh mm. playing guitar. That would be fun. I, I don't agree. know why. You don't know why? Yeah, man. Your solos are great. They sound great. Well, no. <laughs> no. no. They could sound so much better. Uh, we are working on some some new stuff. Uh I guess That's the ball's a, I guess the ball's kind of in dug in my court at this point because uh josh you laid down some guitar parts shane did a bass part Um, yeah i
3: need to redo them though so you think so uh i want to oh just because i'm not happy with them wow we should redo shane's bass part and not tell him
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know but then then we'll send him a mix and it's like oh i forgot i did that there that sounds good they, no, hey, he's... they did it to
3: Jason Newstead, dude. Nobody got mad about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <man>. Anyway, so <laughs> so uh, yeah, Midnight Girl. Uh, so let's do the uh, Wall of Tunes in uh, in yes. just a couple of seconds. This, is, this is turning Why into a long don't. podcast, but that's okay. Don't. Hang in there. It's we'll be the... right back. O'Brien and
2: Dove. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? What do you mean, an African or European swallow? I, I don't
1: know
0: that. The O'Brien and Doug podcast is presented by Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road, Prescal, Maine. For all your heavy truck and light-duty car service needs, contact Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center at 207-764-7300. Got a comment or suggestion for the podcast? Drop us an email at obrienanddoug at gmail.com all right and we're back time for time to climb this wall of tunes Uh,
2: so let me stand up Uh,
0: oh i'm supposed to close my
2: eyes aren't i crap yeah go somewhere else Uh,
0: all right so so josh first guess from your cd collection my cd collection I'm going to say it's Barry Manilow's well, greatest hits. Well, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, have you not listened to the podcast? You not know how to play the wall of tunes. Is it an artist or band? Uh, solo artist. What the, genre? Blues. Well, blues rock. Kenny Wayne Shepard. Uh, incorrect. <laughs> um, Wait,
3: is it, is it uh, male or female? Male. Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, Kenny Wayne Shepard, but the other one. Oh, is it Johnny Lang? Yeah, is it Johnny Lang? Is it Lie to Me? No, it's not Lie to Me. uh...
0: (laughs) Which one is it? Which one is it? I can't see it. Long Time Coming. Okay.
3: Do you know know that album?
0: Are you familiar with that album? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, Long Time Coming. Johnny Lang. uh, I went to... Of course, I, I was a fan of Johnny Lang in the first place anyway when he first came out when he was a kid. Uh, with "Lie to Me," right? the the big the big song. Lie he,
2: to me, right? Just an, an amazing first album.
0: The second album was great. He did a cover of a Prince tune. Uh, mm-hmm. I am right, just amazing. Yeah. And then I went to, so I was in a band, and we uh, we used to go to uh, Trump Marina in Atlantic City and play and play shows down there. It was like a casino type thing. And yeah. so, in that casino, one night while we were there, uh, Johnny Lang was playing. Mm -hmm. And there is a song, uh, and he was promoting this album. And there's a song on this album called um, Goodbye Letter. If you go to YouTube, uh, because this is the point where I'd like to play music on this podcast uh, that wasn't our own. Um, If you go to YouTube and you look up Johnny Lang Goodbye Letter, it it starts off really slow and, and, and poignant. And then when it comes to the chorus, there's this big goodbye i mean there's just big build up right so johnny yep. lang he did a few songs and then everything went black and he was like i said he was promoting this new album so he starts playing this song and it's just him the spotlight is just on johnny lang and he's singing this mm-hmm. really nice nice song and then when it builds up and whoever was doing the lighting uh, for that show Nailed it. oh it when he came up with the chorus it, it just i got goosebumps mm-hmm. it was uh unreal the hair on my arms stood up and i was like i have to have that song i don't care what the rest of the album sounds like i need that song because i want to be reminded of this concert because of that right there that was it mm-hmm. was unreal it was amazing and then i got to see johnny lang um with uh, kenny wayne shepherd actually mm. in portland johnny lang opened uh not open but played first i, I guess is that uh,
3: when you got your guitar
0: that's when i got my guitar and i got to hang out with kenny wayne actually um had my picture i forgot taken. all about that yeah had my picture taken with him uh, bob was with me and mm-hmm. um johnny lang put on an amazing show uh just very soulful player he's a he looks like he's in pain when he's singing <laughs> well so does bruce frankstein true it's very oh, yeah. true uh, but yep. very, I mean, he, he grew into, uh, just, a, he was always just a great blues singer and a great blues guitar player and, and, uh, really, really like him. He's, he's kind of gone in a different direction now, uh, mm-hmm. more, more funk, more faith based. Um, but, uh, still amazing.
3: I very much was blown away by him because I was watching uh, a Crossroads video, like the Eric Clapton Crossroads festival thing. Yeah. Was watching that, and then like I turned my head, I was like doing something else, and then I heard this guy sing. And I intended to look back, and I saw this like skinny little white kid singing. I was like, "There's no chance. There's oh, no yeah. way that's the same guy." And the voice that comes out of this kid. Oh yeah. I was like, "What are we? What is going on here? Like that doesn't compute."
2: Yeah, he's yeah, amazing. If you listen to that first album, you can't believe he's thirteen. Oh,
0: it's so true. No,
2: he sounds sixty-five. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that first album had so many great songs on it. He was on a ride there for a little while and then he kind of because um, radio didn't didn't play that type of stuff anymore. Um Yeah, radio's fun. Yeah, radio is. Yeah. And he would have been uh, I would probably put him in my top 20 guitar players. Maybe top 15. I'd give him that. Any other Look thoughts? Cool
3: whoever decided that one day that they needed to put cayenne pepper on Cheetos is a real saint. Cause hot Cheetos are the best snack food that has ever <laughs> been and ever will be.
0: <laughs> That'd probably be my only other thought. Hey, what a great band name. Flamin' Hot, Cheeto. hot Cheetos. Hot Cheetos. Or... <laughs> All right, Joe Cole, we won't
2: keep you any longer. <laughs> Thank
0: you guys so much for having
2: me. No, thanks for Hey, brother uh, as always. Yes. Always th- a pleasure, man. Thanks for having yes, with us.
3: No problem. We have to come back and do the drummer episode now, so Doug can have some stuff to say. Yeah,
0: you know, we gotta give Shane something <laughs> to talk about, too. Are we gonna no, do bass players with Shane? Is that what we're gonna do? No, let's
3: do <laughs> let's do, do bass
0: players with us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Peace out.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys later.
0: All right. Linda right, Much Jay, job, man. Love you guys. You got you too. As always. Great to have Joko on the show, on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Always a player. Yeah, yeah. always a pleasure. Sorry you didn't get a lot of words in Edgewise there
2: <laughs> for a while. That's uh, like I said, man. It's not my. It's not your thing. It's not my thing. No, and yeah. that's cool.
0: That's cool. Uh, so when we when we do eventually talk about drummers, I'll keep my mouth shut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so when, this was a like a marathon podcast, as far as as far as podcasts go. Um, we, yeah, ta- we had a lot going on. We right? did. We talked about our five uh, favorite, not greatest, but favorite guitar players. We uh, we talked about the Comic Crossing song of the day, which was Midnight Girl, chosen by Joko. And uh, Joko uh, also guessed, uh well, actually with help from you, the Wall of Tunes album of the day, which was Johnny Lang's Long Time Coming*. Go check it out. I actually, check all that stuff out. If you like information about Comic Crossing... We do have a website and a Facebook page. So, commoncrossing is the website. You can buy the album on Amazon. Uh, I think you can download the album from from uh, Spotify and a couple other places as well.
2: Uh, Isn't it still on iTunes?
0: I think it's still on iTunes. Yep, you can get it on iTunes. So, Common Crossing, uh, Seeing the Light of Day is the album. So, go check that out if
2: you can. That's a that's a good that's a good podcast, Doug. That's a full one. That's an overfilling one. <laughs> that's I'm stuffed. It's like the Thanksgiving episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we'll see. We'll see you next week. Uh, Until then, I'm O'Brien. I'm still Doug. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye.
1: Who are those guys? O'Brien and Doug. Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries. Is there someone else up there we could talk to? No, now go away or I shall taunt you a second time.
0: The O'Brien & Doug Podcast is presented by Whited Ford Auto & Truck Center, 17 Holton Road, Presque Isle, Maine. For all your heavy truck and light-duty car service needs, contact Whited Ford Auto & Truck Center at 207-764-7300. Got a comment or suggestion for the podcast? Drop us an email at obrienanddoug at gmail.com.